we're going to call our pastor up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Good to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. Amen. I'd like to welcome Brother Frank and Sister Thompson's grandkids with us today. Uh, Jay Sean. Gospel Worship Center with your grandparents. I want to welcome Allie, Mr. Allie Reed. This is Sister Pitts. Uh, I think that's his, uh, her brother. Did I say it right or am I wrong? Okay, amen, Brother Reed. Good to have you in the house of the Lord. Gail, we welcome you to Grace Gospel once again. Sister Teresa's uh, guest, we welcome you to Grace Gospel as well. Amen. We want to uh, wish Daryl and I think it's Joseph a happy birthday today. Amen. May the Lord richly bless you. Amen. I want to say Happy New Year to each and every one of you. Amen. I want to welcome Jonathan Jones with us today. Michael Jones with us today back in town. Uh, good to have them with us visiting uh, and all. Um, so I, first I just want to say Happy New Year. And I want to welcome you. This is uh, Ronald. Carbula, Carbulo, Carballo. God bless you. It's sister, a guest with Sister Teresa. God bless you. It's good to have you with us today. May the Lord richly bless you. They have a, they will have a gift if they haven't already given it to you uh, already. I, I, I want to wish you a happy new year. Amen. It's certainly good to leave 2022 behind, moving into 2023. I don't want us to be... Uh, Uh, in, a, in a false sense of security or hope. Right, I just, I just want you to know the only hope we have is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not, I can't tell you that this is going to be a great 2023. But what I can tell you is, with Christ Jesus in your life, it's going to be a phenomenal 2023. Amen. And the word of God, and the word that the Lord has dropped in my spirit, I, I pray that the church will understand this is, I'm just going to preach what God dropped in my spirit, and I pray that the church understands where we're going, and that we need to be where we need to be. The Bible says in Joshua 14, 6 through 14, Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua in Gilgal, and Caleb the son of Jephaniah the Kenizzite, said unto him, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, concerning me and thee in Kadesh Barnea. Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me to Kadesh Barnea to espy on the land. I 
brought him word again as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren, that went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and thy children forever, because thou hast wholly, not holy, but wholly, your whole mind, body, soul, and spirit has fully encompassed what the Lord is saying. I believe it. Okay? Holy followed the Lord my God, and now, behold, the Lord hath kept me alive. And he said, These forty and five years, even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. As yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now for war, both to go out and to come in. Now therefore, give me this mountain, where, whereof the Lord spake in that day. For thou heardest in that day how the uh, Anakims were there, and the cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him and gave him Caleb, the son of Jephaniah, Hebron, from an inheritance. Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb and the son of Jephaniah and the Kenanzite unto this day, because that he wholly, totally, completely followed the Lord God of Israel. Amen. I'd like you to turn one more scripture, Joshua 24, 14 through 16. Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which, were, which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye, serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve whether the gods which are your fathers which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell but as for me and my house we will serve the Lord and the people answered and said god forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve the other gods I feel the Holy Ghost right now, but I want to try to contain myself. Can we bow our heads right now? Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, these are your words. This is your word that you have, by scripture, that you have given us. I pray for your direction. I pray for your anointing on me, your messenger. I pray that your people will receive the word of God today. God, let it be a blessing to them, not a cursing. Let it, let it not be a beating, but let it be uplifting. Let it be... God, a word that encourages, that will uh, cause them to look back, take inventory, and get right. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. May the Lord richly bless you. You may be seated in Jesus' name. As the Lord was giving me, I'm trying to set my timer, y'all, just so I'll be kind to you. Try to, anyway. As the Lord was giving me the word, the, 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 the 
the, the words kept coming to me, the cry going out to the mountain. The cry going out to the mountain. My prayer for 2023 will be a victorious new year. That's what my prayer is for 2023, is that we will have a victorious year. And not in finances, not in our jobs, not in our careers, but in our families and in our community that we will see the Lord move and intervene. We have left another year behind and yet there are souls in the church and outside the church that are perishing and falling away. And I don't know if you understand the size of a soul because souls, a size of a soul is something that is that is uh, very important to me as a, as a child of God, not even as a shepherd, but just as a child of God. You see, the size of a man's soul is often determined when it is under pressure. He betrays himself when the chips are down. The depth of his and her character will be found in the deepest trials of life. You will find if they're really sold out for the kingdom of God. Because there are some things that are coming and that will come and that will keep coming that are leaving 2022 and coming into 2023 that will be a challenge for the church. And the church must take a stand. Amen. Your character will have to be in the Lord Jesus Christ. It cannot be in anything else in this world. If married in their faith, if, if married they will have to have been faithful to each other. Amen. There is no, no playing around and finding fault with one another. Amen. Going into 2023. We're going to have to get together. And if our marriages are weak, we need to bind together and pray that they become strong. In Jesus' name. On the other hand, prosperity has the tendency to intoxicate the conscience. Prosperity has always challenged people in and outside the church. It causes the hopes and dreams to become lethargic. It will fix the mind on the present and therefore it will cause the future to perish. Because they're focused on the now. I must make money now. I must, I must do everything I can to make all of the money right now. Prosperity destroys the imagination of the thinker and it wilts the affection of the dreamer. You see, Caleb and Joshua were two men out of the twelve who said that God would empower the children of Israel to take over Jericho and take the land. The other ten were losers. They were losers, men who said that the walls were too large and too high, too big. You see, there was danger in the hesitation. And there's danger in the hesitation of the church and the saints of God. Israel had left the land of Egypt captivity. After being captured for a little over 400 years, they came to a place called Kadesh Barnea. The name Kadesh means holiness. Often we associate the word holiness with all the do's and the don'ts. But holiness in its real sense means a separation unto God. It has nothing to do with what I can do or what I can't do. It has everything to do with whom I love and who saved me, who went to a cross and died for me, 
who allowed himself to have nails driven into his hands and driven into his feet and a crown of thorns put on his head with a spear shoved up into his ribs and with someone trying to give him a reed, a sponge of gall vinegar to wet his whistle. Here was Israel's opportunity to separate herself from the grip of Egypt. Egypt is a type and shadow of sin. When they got to the point of separation, they found their faith and their patience being tested. And I don't know if you know, if you remember, but at this point, they were beginning to go, I wish I was back in bondage. I wish I was back under, uh, under slavery, uh, under captivity, under Pharaoh's control. As a matter of fact, I think it even says, I wish to God. I can't imagine being delivered out of bondage, being pulled away from the things that were uh, tearing down my family, destroying my family, keeping me under slavery to want to go back after being delivered just because of some things that might look a little bit different. The Red Sea, or no, the sea was there, right? Not knowing how I was going to escape Pharaoh coming after me, but knowing if I got away after the ten plagues, that the Lord was going to still follow through and make sure I got away safe. Many of us have had the Lord answer prayers throughout 2022. I can go back to 2021. I can go back to 2020 or 2019. I don't know how many of y'all put the recorder, uh, uh, put the VCR tape back in and push rewind so that you can remember where the Lord brought you from. It's imperative that you start remembering some of the blessings, some of the deliverances, some of the healings that have taken place in the past. Because there's going to be some things tested in 2023 that God's people are going to have to be able to stand up and, they have, and know that they have hidden the Word of God in their heart because there is some trials coming. When they got to the point of separation, they found their faith to be tested. This is always going to be the principle when one really starts stretching himself Godward. Faith and patience are both going to be tested. You will, be, you will have to listen to the bad report of the ten spies, and then you have to swim against the tide of the majority of the people you hang around with. But I believe in this year, is, this year is going to be one of the greatest years we have ever experienced as a church. I believe it's going to be a powerful year. I believe that there's going to be more souls saved this year than ever before. But I don't know how many of us are going to be a part of that in the very beginning. I pray that the whole church makes it and stays with it. But there are some folks that if they don't get some things right... <laughs> And they don't get back to the cry of the mountain, the cry of the Lord saying, yeah, come back. I'm the one that's going to take your heavy laden. I'm the one that's going to give you blessings. I'm the one that's going to give you peace and joy. Kadesh Barnea should have been a place of conquest, but instead it became a place of hesitation. They hesitated at the edge of greatness. The Bible is full of people who hesitated at the edge, edge, the edge of greatness. Look at Lot's wife. A look back changed her into a pillar of salt. 
Many of us keep looking back, wondering, what, look at what I'm missing, or you think you're missing something, and you keep looking back, but the, the opportunity was there, but you look back. My relationship, look at relationships. I remember when it was all, everything was so great. Everybody was ooh and Googling over each other and we just loved each other and, and it was so powerful. And now, 10 years later, I'm looking at you and wondering, who did I really marry? Because I've done nothing to invest in it. But Lot's wife, Demas, he hesitated too long with a lasting look at this present world. King Agrippa, almost thou persuadest and allowed his soul to slip out of the grip of conviction. Many of us sit under the word of God Sunday after Sunday. And the word of God grips us. But then there's something we're hanging on to that we haven't let go of. And you cannot be delivered until you let go of the things that you're holding on to. There are things that are trying to destroy people's lives. The devil is trying to destroy your walk with God. You see, the young rich ruler, see, it's not just for the poverty or uh, someone that doesn't make a lot of money. It comes after the rich too. He, he, the devil don't care. The rich young ruler, he stopped short of the great, greatest commandment. All he had to do is to sell all he had and he'd have been... Absalom, the man who died gambling with the final decision. Balaam, the man who grew confident in his backslidden state. One of the most always, we must always remember that in our spiritual walk, to hesitate is to backslide. To hesitate from repenting is to hesitate from backsliding. Listen, when you have the opportunity to repent, you need to repent. Because if you hesitate, it's going to take you right on out of the church. Knowing when, the, knowing when to repent because the Lord is dealing with you. To refuse to listen to the calling of the Lord is to backtrace steps that were already taken. Spiritual life can never afford to be stagnated. Your spiritual life can never afford to be stagnated. You see the spies, listen to these spies. The 12 spies went to the land of Canaan. They admired the fruit that grew in, the, in great abundance. They admired. <laughs> I find today we admire the things of this world. So much that we think that the things of this world are what make us look successful. But they admired the fruit that grew in abundance. They admired the land and how comfortable that a home there would be. Yet the fenced cities and the giants who inhabited them terrorized their hearts. Listen. Numbers 13, 32 through 33 says, And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through, through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. 
And all the people that were, we saw are in our, it are men of great statue. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. When men get out of sync with God, they begin to see things that are not nothing but molehills, and they make molehills into mountains. Prayer rooms become silent. The soul begins to soften up. The dreams begin to die. This is exactly what happened to the children of Israel. Listen, in Numbers 14, 1 through 10, I'm going to read a lot of scripture today because I'm talking to the church. I'm talking to God's people. That's what I'm talking to. I'm talking to God's people. And all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried. And the people wept that night. All the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God we had died in the wilderness? And wherefore hath the Lord brought us unto this land to fall by the sword that our wives and our children should be prey? Were it, were it not better for us to return unto Egypt? And they said one to another, let us make a captain and let us return to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. And Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, and the... Caleb, the son of Jephaniah, and were, excuse me, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. They spake unto the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we passed through to search it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us and a land which floweth with milk. And honey, only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. So I've come to tell you there are some things that are going to go on in 2023, and you're going to have to take a stand with God. You're going to have to take a stand against the things of this world. There are, there are people trying to separate people from relationships. There are people trying to deceive the very, our, our, very, our very own children of God in the house of God. There are things that are going on in the house of God that should not be going on in the house of God. God is looking for a people that will take a stand. We have no time to play back in 2022 with the things of this world. We must go into 2023 knowing that our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, is with us every step of the way. If my life is not where it needs to be, I must get it where it needs to be spiritually. Verse 10 says, But all the congregation bade stone them with stones, and the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. Previously in Numbers 13, 1 through 16, one finds the names of those selected to scout out the land of Canaan. 
I won't take you back through there, but I'm giving you that scripture if you want to research it. But I'm selecting out a couple of names that were there in the scouting out of the land of Canaan. We find the ten dissenters and two proclaimers. There was two that said, let's do it. We can make it. We can be a church. We can be soul winners. And there were, there were ten that said, no, I can't do it. It's too much, too much work. It's too much, it's too much. I got too much to do. We can't take on them people. We look to the names of those who could not find it within themselves to press on. There is something that is noted in the meaning of their names. Shama, the English connotation of his name means fame. Now you understand why that man did not go into the land of Canaan. His very nature, the key to his whole life was woven around fame. His whole name was woven around love and praise. His name was woven around love and, not, and, and notoriety. He longed to, for greatness in the eyes of others. He wanted a great show. He wanted to see his name in print. But this opposed the thoughts in the word of God. Matthew 23, 11 through 12 says, But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. And he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. James 4, 10 says, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. He said, There's only one problem with being famous. You cannot get much work completed because of the need to be famous. You see, it's hard to get dirty when, you're, you, when all you are is about business and famous, being famous. There's Ilgal, another of the spies. His name was Ilgal. The English connotation of his name means God will avenge. Now that is a very good name to have until you get a little deeper into it. You see, that is, this man harbored a spirit of resentment and retaliation. He is one of those who goes around thinking that God has a huge club and it is his heart. He wants God to take someone entirely out of the picture with the big club. There is, if I pronounce this right, it's Palti, P-A-L-T-I, Palti. Another one of the spies. The English connotation of his name means deliverance of Jehovah. The meaning of this man's name forms the key to his conduct. It means, in his case, orthodox indifference. And so the man said, the Lord will deliver us. There is no hurry about going up to Canaan. It is the Lord's work, and he will accomplish it on his own. There was a spirit of indifference within him. Indifference is one of the worst things that the word of God has to be content, has to contend with. You see, there are thousands who are willing to say amen to the cause of revival. There are many that think that they can walk on the edge of this world and a Christian life. And still be saved. You see, our choices 
our choices of who we spend our time with and with whom we share our thoughts and dreams with are of utmost importance. I have a feeling that had there been two more spies who would have had have sided with Caleb and Joshua, that there is a good possibility that perhaps things would have changed quickly. How deep are your marks of your choices leaving on you? That is the greatest question of life. You see, there's a cry coming out from the mountain. There's a cry coming out from the mountain. There, there should be cries. We should be crying to the mountain, which is Jesus Christ. He is our Lord and our Savior. He's the one that defends us. He's the one that gets us in our right mind and in our right places. He's the one that carries us through the trials and the tribulations. He's the one that directs our footsteps. But there was something different about Caleb and Joshua. It was the cry of the mountain. Here's what Caleb's soul was. Strong in the face of doubt. You need to be strong in the face of doubt. You need to be strong in the face of time. You need to be strong in the presence of your peers. Because he was strong in the presence of his peers. That same spirit that Caleb had needs to be heard and felt in this new year from the body of Christ and the children of God. Our voices must be heard. Our prayers must be felt. Our worship must be alive. Our spirits must be disciplined. The whole reason of a 21-day fast starting today, you'll be starting with one meal, skipping one meal, and then you'll, the second week you'll go to two meals, and I'll decide what the third week will be. But we're going to be praying. The reason is, is we're going to discipline ourselves. We're going to pray for the favor of God to move. We want to pray prayers that can be felt. If our voices are loud and strong, the careless and the thoughtless will have to respect the strong. This world needs to see men and women who know where they're going. Today, there are people that don't even know where they're going. They don't even realize that we are on the threshold of the coming of the Messiah. They don't realize that we're so close to Jesus returning that, 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 that we are, that literally I believe, literally, and I, I, I'm not a prophet, I, I don't know when Jesus is coming, but literally I believe that we can almost knock on the door. I believe that Jesus is preparing to return. The world is defying the word of God. They defile the pulpit. They defile worship. They defile ministry. Sin is running rampage in the church. And we think that we can hide it. You might hide it from me, but you can't hide it from God. In our scripture text, there are some keys that give us some clues. The word was in his heart. 
Joshua 14, 7, 40 years I was when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me to Kadesh Barnea to espy out the land. I brought him word again as it was in my heart. Caleb's word was not meant to please the crowd. They were, they were received from his devotion to God. You see, listen, our devotion can't be to me. Your devotion can't be to me. Your devotion needs to be to the Lord. Your devotion needs to be to the Messiah, the, the Savior of our, our souls. I, could, I, I, I told the Bible in Sunday school today, it, it, do not follow Jesus after me. I can't get you into heaven, and I could fail you tomorrow. But you need, to be, you need to have your walk right with God. Your walk, your personal walk ought to be right. You need to be able to discern from false doctrine. You need to be able to be a discerner of people who are trying to use you, who are trying to draw you away or woo you away out into the world. You need to understand when Satan is trying to come into your family. You need to wage war against Satan. We have not prayed enough for our children. I believe that we get weary. I believe that we say, well, it, it, I look at them. Look where they are. I've talked till I'm blue in the face. There's nothing going to change. Well, nothing can change from you and I. We are, we are not God. Only Jesus can change their lives. I've come to a place where I have been praying, God, you do the work. Lord, when you see the right time, you, you, you start working it out. You, you get into that situation and stir it up. You tear down every stronghold that binds them and keeps them under the bondage of this world. You take everything out from underneath their feet that has to come out from underneath their feet until they call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're afraid to pray that. I love my children too much for them to go to hell. And I love my grandchildren too much for them to go to hell. 2023 is a different year. Now you may, you can say, I pray every day for my children. We pray too. We ask, for, we ask the Lord every day, dinner, uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Lord, save our children, save our grandchildren. But I'm talking about getting down to some real nitty-gritty praying. I'm talking when you take all the time that everything you got to do, and you set it on the shelf, and you lay down before God, and you just begin to pray, and you just begin to call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that they mean more to you than cleaning dishes, that they mean more to you than, than uh, vacuuming the carpet, they mean more to you than mopping the floor, they mean more to you than washing clothes. They mean more to you than going grocery shopping. They mean more to you than anything in this world. Our children and our grandchildren should mean more to us than anything in this world besides our salvation. We should want them to be saved. Amen. We should get down on our face. If my marriage is a mess, then this is what I ought to be doing. I need to get down on my knees. I need to stop playing church. I need to get down on my knees. I need to be faithful to the house of God. I need to get down. I need to throw dinner. You can get dinner outside. But God, I'm coming to you for my family. I want my marriage to be right. I want my family to be saved. I want my husband to be saved. I want my wife to be saved. I want everyone in my family. 
when Caleb walked into the promised land for the first time, his eyes saw something that reached into the in and became part of his heart. It was in the his heart that God would give them the land that those huge Amorites in the in the chariots, because they were nothing to God. And I'm telling you, my when we start praying for our children, all kinds of things might happen. They may cuss us. They may disown us. They may not let me see our children, our grandchildren. But I'm going to wage war in 2023 on my family. I want to see them saved. And don't, don't think that you're exempt. Because while I'm down there praying for mine, you better be hoping and praying that whatever I pray over your family and your children, that you better be ready for what's coming. Because God's going to do a work. I don't believe he gave us a promise that the prodigals would come back and it not happen. He promised many promises in the word of God and they happened. I believe he's going to do it and I believe we'll see it. I believe there's souls that have walked backsliders that walked away from the kingdom of God are going to come back in Jesus' name. Caleb was strong in his faith. You and I got to be strong in our faith. The Bible indicates that, that David also found in his heart the, to build the house of the Lord. In Nehemiah, he declared in Nehemiah 2.12, Neither told I any man what my God had put in my heart at, uh, to do at Jerusalem. Little did Nehemiah realize at that time in the future that his vision from God would sustain him through the deepest and darkest trials. There's some things that God has given you you have forgotten. I, 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 you go in my office, you'll see rocks. They're memorials. You can call me crazy. You can call me whacked out all you want. But in them rocks, there are things that God has done for me and miracles that God has performed and people that God has put in my life. If it were not for God, I wouldn't have them. So I wrote them like the children of Israel were told to do. That when they crossed over, that they could, they could tell their children, Jesus, this is what God did for each of our tribes. He brought us from captivity into liberty. He brought us from slavery into victory. And unless you write it down, you'll forget it. Psalms 57.7. My heart is fixed. Oh God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. Notice the difference, different meaning of the word fixed from the other reference in the word of God. It's, it's to mean to be firm, to be stable, to be firmly established, to be set up, to be set, uh, secure, to be enduring, to be fixed, to be securely determined, to be directed, to be steadfast, to be ready, to be arranged, to, to be settled, to set up, to accomplish, to make firm, the fur to furnish, to be restored. Caleb held that picture in his heart for 45 years. No doubt there were people all around him who questioned his vision laughed at his dreams, slandered him in private, and rejected him in public. Caleb knew 
that one of those days what God had shown him would literally come to pass. I'm preaching to the church today that there's a day coming to pass that he's coming back for the people because he told us he was coming back for his people. This is not the time for the church to relax and get lackadaisical. We came from 2022 and I don't even care about 2022 anymore. All I care about is moving forward in 2023. The church has to rise and be the church. Amen. There has to be a flow of the Holy Ghost in the church. There has to be spiritual giftings that we have been preaching over and over. And the only way spiritual giftings happen is when the church is in line and in tune with the Holy Ghost. His heart was set on the promised land. His treasure was there, and, and so was his heart. His affections were set on things above, even though he was confined to wandering in the wilderness. Hear me. Though you're wandering in the wilderness, maybe you're wandering in the wilderness. I talked about this morning, there are times that I, I, I'm, I get to, I'm in the valley, and just as I start to peak the mountain, I get knocked back down into the valley. Sometimes the valley is a wilderness valley. Sometimes it's very dry. Sometimes I'm questioning where is God's presence in my life. But I'm telling you, you can't stop serving him. You can't stop. You can't let up. You can't back up. Because you will at some point make it to the next mountain. But I'm not telling you, you get to stay there. The valleys and the wildernesses are going to come. And they're going to test you in your walk with God. It is, your, it is imperative. It's almost like a life insurance policy that you must take hold of and walk it through all the way because it is the only thing that's going to get you in to the kingdom of God. It's the only life insurance policy you should be worried about. Well, you should worry about a life insurance policy if you don't have one. Something to bury you so your family's not left holding that. That's a little infomercial. The great apostle Paul told the church at Colossae to set their affections on the things above, not below. He wholly followed in Joshua 14, 8. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me uh, made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed. I completely trusted in the Lord. The other ten spies walked by sight instead of by faith. Caleb refused to be silent. He refused to be silenced by his critics. Matthew 7, 14 through 13 through 14, enter ye into the straight gate. And I'm coming to a close. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go there at. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Leaving 2022, we are now in 2023. I need as many people to go through the gate or be prepared to go through the gate when, when we leave this world. Caleb stood, stood alone with Joshua during a time of a national panic. Fear is often more easily fostered than hope. See, the devil wants to institute or instill fear versus hope. That's why even in my Bible lesson this morning, it talk, you know, we talked about condemnation and conviction. Condemnation comes from Satan. Conviction comes from the Holy Ghost. 
So the devil wants me to be condemned so that I feel unworthy to get back into the grace of God. Condem, you know, condem, that's what the devil wants. The devil wants me to think I'm unworthy to even go before the Lord again. The devil wants me to think that, oh, you call yourself a preacher? You call yourself a pastor? You got sin in your life. That's what he's doing. He's, he's wanting to point out my sin. But then there's a, there, there's a, thank God the word's in me because of the grace and mercy. How much grace and mercy was there for a man to hang on a cross and allow men that he had all the power in his mouth to either talk, speak death into their lives? He obviously was able to speak life, so do you not think he could not have spoke death? All he would have had to do is this. Because the power was so powerful in Peter and them that their shadow healed people. So you don't think that God could have, that, that, that Jesus could have had the very same power as to give life, to take life, and not allow them to put him on that cross? Not, I mean, you really think that he could... That's why I'm not Jesus, because I don't know what, I, I just don't know. In this carnal mind sometimes, I can tell you, it, been, it might have been crazy back then. There might not be no salvation today, right? I mean, let's just be real, right? I mean, you probably don't think about that or like me, and that's okay. But I don't know that I could say for all y'all that I want to lay down, and let Brother Bobel bring a hammer and a nail. And, and just lay here and let him drive the nails into my hands. And drive the nails into my feet. Even if it was in the wrist. If you think about the tendons and the pain that he went through. For me. for a person who didn't deserve his death. A person who was not worthy of his sacrifice. There's a cry going out to the mountain. As a shepherd, I cry, God, save your people. Let your people see the day and the hour that we're living in. God's people have to begin to cry to the mountain, which is Christ Jesus. If you start looking at the scripture, he was in the mountain. When they got to the mountain, when they got in the mountain, they could see the presence. God's people would just cry. To him. Caleb didn't want any part, have any part of the land. There was a drive in his soul that desired that mountain. There's got to be a desire in our souls that desire Jesus more than anything. 
you'd stand with me. Caleb realized that some of the highest blessings are fenced with the greatest difficulties. I'll say that again. Caleb realized that some of the highest blessings are fenced with the greatest difficulties. Sometimes the greatest difficulties is just saying, devil, get thee behind me. Satan, get thee behind me. I'm a child of the king. I belong to Jesus. Y'all, all of us belong to Jesus. The matter, what matters is, is am I going to make it in to see Jesus? Am I going to be willing to repent, turn away, leave my sin behind? Is 2023 going to be a year that I'm a witness like I've never been before? Is 2023 going to be a, a year that I'll teach more Bible studies than I've ever taught? Will 2023 be a year that I become a, a worship singer because I love Jesus more than I love anything from this world? Will I be a Sunday school teacher because I love Jesus more than I love the things of this world? Do, do I love Jesus that much? that I'm willing to give up things. You know, I, I, thank God for teachers who are able to, at, at a drop of a hat, go take care of Sunday school. Thank you. I don't say that to puff you up, but thank you. Our children wouldn't even have had Sunday school because we only have a few teachers. Yes, it's the first day of the year. Some people on away, whatever. But thank God we had someone. There should be 20 of you that are Sunday school teachers or more. 20 or more that would want to be an usher. 20 or more that would like to be in sound. But I want to make it into the kingdom of God. You've got to want to make it into the kingdom of God. You've got to have a walk with Jesus. We're open epistles. We're books. They know when I walk in the world whether or not I'm a follower of Jesus Christ or not. It shows. People will know you. If they hear me cussing tomorrow morning, they're going to know that I'm false and I'm fake from what I am on Sunday morning. I watch them slip, right? They call themselves Christians. They slip and then the F word comes out of their mouth. The D word comes out of their mouth. Come on. You can't have a real walk with God if there's vocabulary that has not been crucified by the Holy Ghost. My old man was crucified. Conviction came over me when I slipped with a cuss word. So much that I would cry and repent immediately. Even in front of people that I would cuss at. But when it don't affect you. And you can slip. And you just try to cover it up. There's something, your spiritual walk is in danger. Your spiritual walk is in danger. Never before has the church needed to be ready for what is about to come in 2023.
There are people connected to us that are connected to us that have been waiting and watching. I don't know what your testimony has been through 2022. I've been questioned about priorities. I've been questioned about letting down, giving in, so the church could grow bigger. Maybe people will attend more if you just let down. I'm going to tell you right now, while I have the breath in this body, it doesn't matter about the bishop on this platform, but while I still have breath in my body, God saved a wretch like me. And he brought me from the world that we all live in and took me out of an environment and cleaned me up. Not to let down, not to go back. If only one of us make it into the kingdom of God, we're going to hold to the word of God. Anything that contradicts the word of God, if it contradicts the word of God, it can't be. I'm not willing to grow a church that's full of sin. If that's the case, I might as well turn my resignation in now. If that's what all y'all want, you can have that, but I will start a church, a church that stands on its own and a church that holds to what the Word of God says. The only way that we're going to make it into the kingdom of God is Jesus drew a line in the sand. He said, I am holy. We are to be holy like him. There was all kinds of things happening in the world around him that he could have partook of. But he chose not to. Now, he, I'm not telling you you don't witness to the world. I'm not telling you that. We need to witness more than we've ever witnessed before to the world. A lot of people take that and say, well, I can't go back and witness to my drug friend. Here's the, here's the advice I give you. I, I never went into a bar and witnessed anybody in a bar. First of all, they're not already into the spirits of alcohol. That's why it's called wine and, or spirits. Their mind has already been distorted by the alcohol so I waited for the opportunity to witness I was rejected many a times but I witnessed I witnessed to my drug dealers I didn't go to buy I went in to talk to them about the goodness of God and I didn't go in on their territory because I knew if I went in on their territory I was on Satan's territory I waited till I knew they were away from the territory that I once went to to buy and I would just tell him Jesus loves you the difference is that Jesus came into my life that's why I don't need what you got but you need what I got now you really need what I got I've never been clearer in my head I've never been sharper than I, than now with Jesus I've never been in a place where I can not be a, a, a not desire to take a hit of cocaine to never take a hit of alcohol again it's not even in my I can't even stand the smell of it I can't I can't stand cigarettes God took that and made it a stench in the nostrils amen to sister Colleen too 
I don't preach to just you. Let me tell you something. I didn't just preach to you. I preached to myself. This, this 2023 message is not to you only. It's to me. Deep down in my soul, I want us to be saved. Deep down in my soul, I know that 2022 has been, it hasn't been a COVID crazy year, but it's been a crazy year. Maybe not to you, but to me it has. I watch people drift in and drift out. I watch people repent and then leave. And I've watched people seek but not receive. I don't know what it does to you, but it grieves my spirit. The church is a hospital. I'm just as sick as you are. Oh, but you've been serving God for 28 years. You've been pastoring 17 years, and I'm still just as sick as you are. I still need Jesus just as much as you need Jesus. I must pray just as much as you must pray. I must read the Word of God just as much as you must read the Word of God. I must find quiet time with Jesus just as much as you need to find quiet time with Jesus. I can assure you that Bishop is only saved because he has had some quiet time with the Lord. If he had stopped even though he's not been pastoring, not been preaching every Sunday, not been teaching every week, if he would stop reading the Word of God, if he stopped praying, he'd go back to his lifestyle. Brother Frank Thompson, if you don't read the Word of God and you don't stay, have that quiet place in prayer, you would have went right, you would go right back to the lifestyles that you and I have. Sister Colleen, if it wasn't for the quiet time, the reading of your word, the dedicating of some quiet time in prayer with Jesus, you would have went back to your lifestyle. You and Reverend McNeil would have went right back I can talk about these folks because I know their life, where they came from. God brought them. They've not hidden their testimony. My brother hasn't hidden his testimony. These are not testimonies I'm telling you to, just to, to put their stuff in the street. I'm telling you people that have testimonies of where they wouldn't be here if it wasn't for a time with God and reading the Word of God. Each one that these names, these names that have been called out, they have went through some things. Sister Jones is still in the house of God. She could have been shipwrecked many a year ago. Stayed the course. Might have been valleys. Might have been some wildernesses. But right now she's still walked away. Maybe even had Felt like she had the right to walk away, but she didn't walk away.
A testimony. Though a hard testimony, but a testimony, sis. As Brother Scales, I told Sister Spencer this morning, Brother Scales said, keep on keeping on. That's what he kept telling me as a young man when I came to the house of God. He said, keep on keeping on. He said, don't worry about what the body says. Don't worry about the, what the world says. Just keep on keeping on in your walk with God. Don't give up. It's, we're too close to the coming of the Lord to give up and to just stray off. Jesus is coming back. And we need to have some things right with him. And I'm open and I know this has been longer closed than I was supposed to. But we're kicking off a new year. And as a body of Christ, I want to see us move forward. Greater than we've ever been. And when I say greater than we've ever been, I, I, I don't, I, I, want, uh, I want each and every one of us, our walks to be greater than it was the year before. I want us to know that we have the power and the authority of the Holy Ghost and the Word of God to speak to darkness. We have the authority of God's Word and the authority of the Holy Ghost to speak to sickness. Just like Jesus spoke to Lazarus and said, Lazarus, rise. I'm speaking into my life and your life right now by the power and the authority of the word of God. In the anointing of the word of God and the anointing of the Holy Ghost, there is a stirring going on right now in us, each and every one of us, including myself. God, that my life is going to be sold out in 2023. I'm going to be a greater soul winner than I've ever been before. Lord, I'm going to be sold out to being a servant in the kingdom of God. I'm going to be what I need to be to be, a, uh, to be in leadership, Lord God. I'm going to do everything I need to be where I need to be with you, Lord. Lord, you do the work. You do the work. I'm his instrument. That's all I am. I'm his instrument. I'm just as, just as much in need of him as I am. You are in need of him. I'm opening the altar right now. If you would just come. If you would just come and spend some time with the Lord as we worship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The cry is going out to the mountain. Let your cry go to the mountain today. Tell him, Lord, I'm looking to be more than I've ever been to you. I want my life to exemplify you more than I've ever let it exemplify you, Lord God. I'm laying some things down that I've held on to that I shouldn't have held on to.
He's broken the curse. He has never lost a battle. Who are you, great mountain, that you should not bow low? Jesus defeated the darkness. He has never lost a battle. He never will, never will. And he never will, never will. And he never will, he never will. And he never will, he never will. When listen to the sound of power on my lips, Jesus is broken. He has never lost a battle. Who are you, great mountain, that you should not bow low? Jesus defeated the darkness. 